Hi, everybody. This is the War and Beast podcast. I'm Greg. I'm John. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kendall. And we're hopefully going to have a new episode for you about once a week or so. Uh, the uh, point is uh, we are all big, big fans of Beast Wars, so we want to bring it to you guys as a Let's Watch, and so you'll get our interesting little take on it. I, I've never heard that term, Let's, let's Watch. That's, I really? No, yeah, I guess I'm not in that community. <laughs> I, just, I was referred to him as rewatch podcast. Yeah, I've not, yeah, I've yeah. always yeah I've always thought of him as re, rewatch. Yeah, I've I've heard it as rewatch and I've heard it as let's watch, sort of like the let's play. play yeah, like yeah. take on the let's play stuff. So yeah. without the actual video to to back it up, like video game let's plays have. <laughs> yeah. Just play the podcast while you're watching the show, and then it'll like overtake the show by probably an hour <laughs> but yeah. it'll work <laughs> well, it's like it's just like uh, dark side of the moon if it lines up with as it lines up with wizard of oz like it's actually only like the first 45 minutes of wizard of oz but it's really neat because the munchkins <laughs> and they'll be, they'll be talking about the scene that you just saw like 10 minutes ago still <laughs> at that point <laughs> okay. so year, years ago i read a rolling stone article that was like ways to sync dark side of the moon up with other movies and it oh was God. Like, like there was like titanic it was like fast forward first through the first uh two hours and then uh, <laughs> and get this track clearly clearly didn't work as well as dark side of the moon on the or on now, on, now would that of odds would that work on the laserdisc version of uh, titanic titanic yeah <laughs> I'm I'm not sure if they came out with a laser disc version of Titanic. Oh, they did because I'm staring at it right here. Oh, really? How many discs is yeah. it? Because like oh, the, the VHS one. was two movies, was it's two videos. I mean, dual sided, but one. it was one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my family. Uh, my dad has always been interested in like uh, audio visual stuff like that, and so like me and my brother grew up with that. We actually have. Uh, Star Wars on Laserdisc somewhere, I think. I've I've heard that's cool, but I yeah. I didn't even know Laserdisc was a thing until like my twenties. Oh yeah, we... and it would have it would have come out when I was like a little kid. So like it's... I I clearly went by me. It was like it was it was cassettes to DVDs for me. That's it. Yeah. We, right. We... Right. Well, wasn't I thought Laserdiscs were like kind of concurrent with because I thought they were like in the 80s mostly well they actually well i definitely remember them being around like off and on there was a small surgence in like the 80s like where they were popular for like one year before uh you know they got supplanted by everything else but but it was popular in the 80s why is titanic on laser disc that's yeah that's why that's why i didn't think titanic uh, would be on laser disc well hold on maybe it was slightly in the 90s because i know uh my brother and I and my dad, like, basically got a lot... Like, we got Terminator 2 on Laserdisc, and that was just awesome with the sound systems and stuff. Uh, <laughs> but let's see. Yeah, so I guess it was... It was either because we were just, uh, you know, audiovisual nerds, or right, uh, there right. was a small, still-going surgence of it in the 90s, because the well, Laserdisc like, came remember, out in 97. I remember, like, I stayed at a at a uh, like a timeshare or something when I was a kid in the mid to late 90s and they had a bunch of Betamax uh, videos 
that that were like relatively recent to the time, even though Betamax was not a real thing anymore. Uh, so maybe they just kept maybe you know it's just like vinyl has they everything has always come out on vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of neat because that was also where I got uh, some anime for the first time. Uh, was well some on VHS, but I also found uh, Project Geiko and a couple of Tenchi episodes on on Laserdisc. And wow, yeah. And one of the neat things about them was that they, at the time, they had built-in subtitling. Like <laughs> before, like you had to either buy the VHS as a subtitle or as the dub. Like it was one or the other. Yeah. And, there was no like DVD stuff where you have different modes or yeah, whatever. It's just VHSs. DVD things weren't out there so like the laser disc you could listen to the japanese audio track and just turn on closed captioning and it would have it oh neat in english it was it was kind of neat oh that's good. come come to think of it i think i had laser disc for for a new hope yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure back when i was really really little it was like the size of a record oh yeah right. those things are huge yeah. Well, that's the one that matters because it's the only way you can see Han shooting first, except for all the other ways. There you go. So, yeah, I should have kept that. That could have been worth some money. Uh, Darn yeah, my parents. Star Wars on Laserdisc, always, that always seems to be like the one that... Okay. So, sorry. In, in an effort to bring it back <laughs> to Beast Wars, <laughs> I looked up to see if, if Beast Wars was on Laserdisc, and apparently it was. Oh my god. Because on the Transformers wiki, it has, like, Beast Wars Laserdisc covers. Oh. And, like... Don't tell me that. Uh, I, I think it, it might have just been in Japanese, because it looks like they got... It's just a Japanese tax, or, like, maybe even... It's Asian tax. I don't know if it's, like... Uh, um, kanji or like Chinese, I don't know. Is it mostly not... like lines and circles? Because then that's probably Korean, Asian, yeah. and uh, Chinese and Japanese tend to be a little bit more like Linear. flowing, yeah, and yeah. strokes. It, I mean, it looks more like kanji to me, but I could like I could copy the article. <laughs> but it says Beast Wars Maximal Edition and Predacon Edition, so I don't know if there was like two different. I don't know, like how that well, maybe works. Maybe there were like collections of four episodes, and the that could be it. Had, yeah, had that could be yeah. Here, I'll like yeah, I'll post the wiki article in the chat. Man, even as a kid, I hid when they did that. Oh wow! Because it you can never get like the episodes you wanted. Yeah, I'd almost say that was Japanese by the looks of it. Yeah. Yeah, because that looks like uh, hiragana. Okay. At, in the red on the yeah. maximal edition. Yeah, it says here. It actually says Beastel Wars. Genion Universal <laughs> Entertainment is a Japanese home entertainment company and subsidiary of NBC Universal that deals mostly with the distribution of music, movies, and anime. They hold the domestic rights to the Generation One cartoon and its sequels, including Transformers the Movie and the various Beast Wars series. So yes, it is Japanese. Wow. Yeah, it's definitely Japanese. I can't I can't describe Japanese text, but I know it when I see it. It's like yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like I I figured it was Japanese, but I didn't want to just like assume because I don't know really. And kanji is <laughs> really based off of like Chinese writing, yeah. right? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not an expert in in the in that area. <laughs> Nor am I an expert in laser discs, but uh, apparently apparently. 
my only experience with laser discs is like I, I think there was a documentary in uh, high school biology that we watched on a laser disc. I was like, that looks like a record, but it's shiny. <laughs> so the first time I saw uh, Beast Wars, um, <laughs> I, was, yeah, I was just about to say we might want to start on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was a. Uh, I was, uh, I was, it was on at, uh, either, I think it was on at six in the morning on, uh, on uh, probably Fox Kids because that was or the channel. Or it might have been UPN. Uh, are, are you from the States? I am from, I am from the States, as they say in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, I'm also, more, I, also, I'm in a, also at that point, I believe UPN, um, even though I had cable and the UPN station was like right down the road from our house, for some reason it didn't come in. So I'm sure it was not UPN. Okay. Because um, I couldn't uh, remember so what channel it was for me. I can yeah, remember. Yeah. I remember. I think it was Fox and Rochester. That was really? where I first saw it. Yeah, surprisingly. Because for, for me, it was YTV and it was a primetime show. And that's what I like thought that I would have had. Yeah, for me, yeah. it was. Um, for me, it was early in the morning. I want to say it was like 8 o'clock my time, so it would have been like 7 Eastern in the morning. And it was like some sort of power block thing. Like uh-huh. they, they had like a 3D animation intro and a bunch of different cartoons that were all part of it. Beast Wars was one of them. I think G.I. Joe Extreme was another one. I don't even remember G.I. Joe Extreme. <laughs> I don't remember G.I. Joe Extreme being CG. No, and that was a weird thing. I was like, yeah. why is why is it a part of this? It's not CG. Like, I definitely remember that 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 group of like '90s cartoons where everything was CG for a while. Yeah. And I can't remember if it was on because I know Beast Machines. Is that what the sequel series was called? Yeah, yeah. that was on Fox Kids for me. Right. Yeah, and that was but like on, that was on uh, that was on Saturday mornings. Yeah, yeah, but I can't yeah. Remember if Beast Wars was just in syndication when I watched it, or if it was, or if it was in Saturday mornings as well. Yeah, I, I remember as a new show on YTV at eight o'clock, and I, I don't know why that stuck in my head, but I remember eight o'clock being the time it was on, and like I'd be watching it at night before I go to bed. I guess why I have it in my head because it was like the show we watched before <laughs> bedtime. <laughs> You I guys do have a lot of a... on later in the evening on YTV, but I, I I remember very much that I first got a glimpse of it on Fox. Okay. Um, also, uh, did you guys uh, did you guys do the toys at all? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um, I didn't have a I didn't have a lot, but we had Cheetor, Rat Trap, Optimus, and then one Christmas, one very special Christmas that was like. Wow, I can't believe we got these because those things were expensive, and we were not a very wealthy family. And we got—I um, got Optimus Primal, and my Ooh. brother, my older brother, got Megatron. Wow, oh, nice! So like the most expensive ones. I think those were like seventy bucks. Wow, uh, like that's pretty big. Like, I don't yeah. believe that they were that much. I think they were like twenty-five dollars. Um, I don't know because those maybe, ones were bigger, were right? Bigger. I because I had them. I. I I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna like uh, uh say I'm a little bit of this is the stuff that I remember really distinctly because I bought them all with my own money as a fourth grader. Okay, um, so you wouldn't I remember, remember Mr. Money Pants here. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, and it was and you know this was like Christmas and birthday money and stuff. But I remember that Optimus and Megatron were like twenty or twenty five. They might have been thirty or you know, but they weren't like 
it wasn't it wasn't on the same level as like a as like power as like the Power Rangers mm-hmm. Megazords or anything. But I remember that. And then um, the next tier down, there was Scorpio and a Polar Bear one that I don't think ever shows up in the show. No. Those were those were fifteen, and then like the bulk of them were ten, like uh, the your Rhinox and, uh, and I think we had uh, Rhinox too. And I think about it, and, and and I think Cheetor was at that level. The the one that was like Waspinator but wasn't Waspinator. Excuse me. That was that was one that I had, um, and then there were also some that were like an even lower tier. That was Rat Trap was one of those. They actually had a. There was like a two pack that I got that was it said it was Optimus Primal and Megatron, but Megatron was an alligator and Optimus was a <laughs> uh, was a bat. I remember that. Yeah. That was from the commercials I've, I've, there. I've, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Maybe I'm equating the the toys from back then with the prices now because I've watched right, them, I've walked right. in the store and seen like. And so maybe it was more like forty dollars, but because Canada prices would be more than America. Yes, um, yes, yeah. yeah, and and but it's still it was it was pretty, it's pretty cool. But like and and I, another toy I had, I remember having Tigertron, and I only oh. had him for like a day because I took him to school and I lost him and I was so <laughs> sad because Tigertron was like my favorite. Aww. He's like list and yeah, that was a sad time for little old Jonathan. Uh, I always felt bad for Tigertron, though. Like, he was never in a show enough. Like, when I was a kid, I'm like, is, oh, I hope Tigertron's yeah. in this episode. And then he, like, wouldn't be. He, he was, like, I don't know, like, yeah. later Tommy, I think, didn't show up all the time. He was like that. <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> the, the aliens and that whole thing. and oh. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I don't know, like. It might be maybe too much ahead, but what happens yeah. to Rhinox in the end was uh, oh that that uh, yeah that really pissed mm-hmm. me off with that yeah we, we won't get into that in case there is a, a further season <laughs> of the podcast but yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. uh, that that really uh, threw me for a loop with that reveal um, yeah. yeah obviously we can't. We will, we will not spoiler it for any potential listeners, but uh, yeah, it, it was not uh, not great. I was not happy about it. Um, toy wise, I fortunately my family did not have a lot of money, so I did not have a lot of Beast Wars toys growing up. Um, I was pretty much born into G one, so I had like the original Optimus Prime, who I then sold at a yard sale when I was like twelve. And little <laughs> did I know then if I knew then what I know now, because then I wound up going and spending four hundred dollars on one later on in life, which is now on a shelf behind me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's I yeah kids had stupid ideas of um value, cause, yeah. yeah. So I waited to go last about toys because this might take a bit. Uh <laughs> So, yeah, I I was born and grew up in the 80s, so I was around when the G1 is, but I actually, like, actually started remembering during, like, the transition for G2, and my oh, whoa. and my parents uh, kind of always spoiled me rotten, uh, but they didn't, <laughs> but they knew how to, they knew how to do it uh, at a discount, so, like, they got us a bunch of toys, but in retrospect, I realized that a lot of these toys were gotten from, like, garage sales and stuff like that. <laughs> not that it, not that it mattered to us kids, but no, because of that, like, yeah, like, uh, 
because of that, we had like a bunch of uh, old Star Wars toys and figures. So that was a lot of fun. But um, I definitely had uh, G1. I had like all the Dinobots, which is was uh, crucial for me. I also had Hot Rod and um, and at one point I did actually get uh, uh, Ultra Magnus. Like uh, instead of from a garage sale, like I actually got got him there. And, wow. And off and on, like, my parents and, and like, either through my own allowance or as gifts or something like that, I would be getting various um, Transformers, and I still do, actually. Like, <laughs> I, uh, I could get you right now. I have the recent uh, triple changers of uh, Blitz, Blitzwing and, and Springer. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. I wish I still had my toys, but I, I have no space in my little apartment for that. But, like, I have, uh, uh, also I have a recent edition of the Constructicons and Devastator, which... Damn it. Uh, like, it's actually, like, a, that. <laughs> like, it's an actually interesting one, because basically there's, it's five, five robots, and, like, only one of them's different. Like, the main body one that holds the body is is uh is made to just basically be the attached to the other ones and each of the robots are like like two designs but they're mirrors of each other and like different yeah. coloration so it actually makes like for the neat thing what they could do in the in the old TV show where you could just like any one could be any limb so you could just like have like what what one was was a leg at one point be like the arm but at the same time they're not exactly uh individualized like one's not a cement trunk and one's not a crane or something like that so mm. it's it's weird but neat but sounds cool I like, the, I like the idea of changing which one's which limb yeah but if they're not individual things then it also kind of defeats the purpose of that but yeah mm. but because of that like every once in a while I'll, like walk the aisles of uh of toy stores and i'll see you know see a new transformer and like ah oh, do i have the money to spend to do get this or not <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, I did. I was yeah. in Toys R Us last week, and I saw a bunch of the new Combiner Wars toys. I'm like, oh, I wish I had the money. The I love the checkout. Always, Sorry. I was just saying, the Combiners and the Triple Changers were always some of my favorites because, you know, multiple forms. Totally. I think, I for me, uh, like, the, the Beast Wars toys were sort of the last like my last hurrah of like action figures before I sort of was uh, considered myself too old for, uh, for that sort of thing. <laughs> and, uh, and so, so I really, it was, I didn't even get any of the trans metals. It was just the sort of those first few waves. Um, and also I've spent this last entire time trying to find what the original MSRP for Megatron and an Optimus Primal was. I tried to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is something that is lost to us. So I did actually did get a few uh, Beast Wars, but this was at the time when I was like, maybe I shouldn't be spending money on, on t these little toys, but at the same time, I still really liked them, so I always kind of <laughs> enviously watched them. And eventually I did get, like, just pick and choosing here, so I was able to get uh, Silverbolt... And uh, Dinobot 2, because I got them basically after the first couple of waves. Like, I didn't really look at the toys until after they 
were out for a while, so I had to basically wait until later iterations to get any. And I also, but I also was able to get, and uh, someone gave me uh, Optimus Prime Beast Machines, which actually wasn't a uh, bad toy, but I also was able to get Black Arachnia uh, from Beast Machines and, uh, oh, what's the jet guy, what was the jet's name? Oh, uh, Jetstorm. Yes, Jetstorm, for obvious reasons that I will talk about probably later. Hmm. Oh, we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on those. <laughs> I'm sure. So have you it, guys, uh, uh, you guys rewatched the, uh, the show at all since, uh, the mid nineties when it was on? I know I haven't, I, I'm really excited to, to watch it again. It's a good excuse to watch a cool show from the nineties. I definitely rewatched it when they were on Netflix. Like I sat down and like you know watched a couple of episodes here and there over the over like the next few weeks because I was really happy that all of them was on Netflix. <laughs> right. For me, um, I I it was probably a few years ago the last time I watched it, but it, it's something I always try and I'll always get nostalgic for it and want to sit down and watch a bunch of episodes like Code of Hero, Code of... Oh my god. That's that's gonna... If you hear yeah. me sobbing, it, it's not it's not me sad. It's just really dusty in the room. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? That I have to remember that, though, because I mean, like, there's, there's every once in a while, like, I'll see something like uh, online, like, remember when a TV show or something made you cry, and like, I'll, I'll admit that that was a Oh my God, Code of Code of the Hero was just. I'm like this 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 should win an award kind of thing and. Yeah, it really should have. I I'm looking forward to that because I I didn't remember that episode but I just looked it up I didn't even know what you guys were talking about but it, it was an episode <laughs> and I'm excited. Is that, the, um, is that the the one with the with the waspinator thing, uh, or am I thinking of something completely unrelated? I saw Rhinox screens and I looked it up, so I assume it has to do with him. <laughs> okay, well then it's not. I don't remember it then. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, I I won't spoil it just because yeah. I know everybody's gonna react really strongly to it. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. An up an update. I've started scouring a Flickr album of Sears catalogs in the 1990s in an effort to find <laughs> prices for Optimus Prime and Megatron. <laughs> And it starts at 1991, so I don't know how long this is going to take, but I'm going to keep trying. <laughs> All right, very good. I loved that uh, when he linked us that that uh, link for the commercials, because it was those so it was so hilarious to listen to those old commercials. Because oh, the best part was just the cheesy cheesy one-liners that they were kept on saying. From beast to bot, the action's hot. <laughs> what, I, what I love about those old toy commercials, and this is, this is a reminiscent of all toy commercials from the 90s was like the props and stuff they use like they're like yeah. there's like i always wanted those as a kid i'm like oh there's like a forest thing and they knock over <laughs> boulders and i'm like i want that shit like right that right. should come with the toys and that was everything like I mean, batman like yeah every power rangers they all had those like cool toy commercials then you don't see those anymore and it's no nah. I, like, I feel like um my my reaction with uh, with the toy commercials is I always wanted to be having as much fun as the kids in the <laughs> commercials. 
Because I would get the toys, and I'm like, there's two guys. Like, what am I, you know? I mean, I would... What, create... what are they on? <laughs> what's, what's this guy's name? Because they, they all knew the characters' names. I'm like, what's this guy's name? I forget. Like, I, I just was not... I, I, I never got as excited as the kids in the commercials, and it, it bothered me. Well, could anybody ever get as excited as the kids in the commercials? Yeah, well, yeah, Such yeah. That's, actors. I mean, that's fine. That's, I know that now as an adult that that they may have been exaggerating slightly in the commercials, but as a as a small impressionable child, I, you know, I I, I didn't know that as much. I mean, they they get paid to be embarrassingly excited. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean that little that little part of the brain that's like, oh my god, what are people going to think of me? Is sort of shut off when they stick a stack of money in front of you. Right. Well, yeah, but to be fair, I always did get as excited as the kids in the cereal commercials. So, you know, yeah. it's, it, I mean, it's, you know, yeah. Well, that's a, um, that's a given. Sugar overrides everything. Wish list. <laughs> I just gotta see this. Oh, wish list. Oh, God. <laughs> Vanilla Ice bags. and New Kids on the Block. <laughs> oh, it's a good thing my wife isn't here because she'd be like, oh, my God, I need that. <laughs> my wife was a huge New Kids in the Block fan. Um, she she has dolls. I'm not gonna lie, she's got That's dolls. Amazing. See, as I like I said, like my parents uh, spoiled us rotten, and that was actually kind of one of the things there. Not only did they like get us like wrestlers like He Man and Star Wars, but they also got us like My Little Pony, Care Bears, and stuff like that. It was. And even to this day, I realize, like, I, like, and I still kind of, I have nieces in that, and I still kind of feel weird when when this, when it comes up with their, I didn't realize that toys were gendered for, like, the longest time. Yeah. I envy you. Yeah, <laughs> like, I grew up in a household that didn't do that, so, like, I didn't have that, uh, like, drilled into me. Like, so, like, you know, when the new My Little Pony thing comes out, it's like no big deal for me to just go and get those <laughs> toys because it, we've we've gotten them before. That's uh, really cool. Yeah, like my brother owned uh, a. Yeah, I mean, I've heard I've heard even some girls do My Little Pony now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've heard, I've met a lot of girls who who play a lot uh, with the old who played with the old Ghostbuster toys, like the ones that. Uh, like from the real Ghostbusters show. Yeah, yeah. I remember those. I had a few, but not yeah. a lot. Oh, I had the Pro Turtles was the biggest toys for me. Turtles and uh, Power Rangers. I didn't have the Proton Pack. I had the the other one with like the yellow foam thing that you could like shoot out, like you use compressed air. Yeah, I actually yeah. had that too. Yeah, <laughs> I had, I had that pack. one, and I had I had the Ghost Trap too. Yeah, I had that too. Again, my parents spoiled spoiled me, rotten, <laughs> spoiled me and my brother rotten. Like they they just basically I I sometimes I wonder like why why we were so lucky to have have the money we did, but they would basically let us go through these phases and let us get as much as we could. So like I have a ton of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the Playmates yeah. era. Uh, and like it was like basically like as my brother was getting you know buying less and less toys, I still kept on going with with uh, with some of the figures and stuff. So I maybe that was it because he had star like he had a few Star Wars, but he was collecting He Man and WWF wrestlers, and 
which is now WWE, I think. Yeah. And um as of what, 20 years ago? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh and then like I just like went from uh trans Transformers and still Transformers off and on to Turtles and and Ghostbusters and and you know bits and pieces here and there. It's kind of crazy when you think back on it how many iterations there have been of these sorts of different yeah. products like Transformers, Ninja Turtles. Now we've got My Little Pony back out again, and like Harvey Birdman was back on TV for a long time a few years ago, and it's just like <laughs> wave after wave. Well, I mean, and and when when uh, I don't know how old you guys are, I mean, I assume we're all relatively, um, you know, born somewhere between 1980 and 2014. Um, <laughs> but I mean, when we were when we were kids, uh, it was it was there were you know there were bringing back the Flintstones and bringing back uh, the uh, 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 Scooby Doo. I mean, I, yeah. Scooby Doo never left, but uh, but I mean, really, like in the 90s, a pup named Scooby Doo was like. Yes. All over the yeah, place. I remember that one. Oh, the only thing I remember herring. about that is red herring. Yeah, yes. because I love that the character's name is Red Herring. Yeah, like it was one of those. <laughs> it was one of those jokes that you're like you you understand when you're in high school when you learn that term in high school. Yeah. 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 Oh. Speaking of interesting turns, that, that uh, I like how later on I learned about uh, things like MacGuffins. And and then Sam and Max got a TV series somehow. Like I don't know how someone on Fox convinced got convinced to let them do this, but That's... there was an entire episode that the entire driver's force was that their favorite uh, snack food, glazed McGuffins, were taking off the market, and they were just doing their best to get them back. I remember that episode. <laughs> I just I just recently watched an episode of Doug where he's um he's like getting tricked into doing a, a like basically a ponzi scheme like he's doing a <laughs> like he's filling out a little thing and then they're like oh well you're an ultra super duper finalist just send 15 dollars and and we'll, you'll be you know in the drawing for the for the absolute finals and oh. the, um, the uh the the company that he's sending it to is called like ponzi productions or something <laughs> like that <laughs> uh, i used to watch and liked doug but like i don't think it aged well See, I've heard that from other people. I think it ages just fine. I mean, it's it's. I think some people put it on a pedestal, like Maybe. it's it's thought it was the greatest thing ever. But I think, I mean, it's a, you I, know, it's I, a fun little show. I do know that we still quote Principal Bone going, "Everything's higgledy piggledy." <sighs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, Doug was like a slice of life show, right? So I yeah. mean, like if I don't know, maybe like today, it's like that's not good enough for older, which is weird because you think it's just kids that would bore you, but I like Doug as a kid. So I don't know. I don't know. It has gotten no. surprisingly meta to me how cartoons now can be geared towards kids, but they can write in such a way that guys our age will still get a kick out of it. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, stuff like, like Adventure I mean... Time and, you I was just catching up shows. on Steven Universe just now yeah. today. Rick and Morty. Um, and like, well, Rick and Morty like shows that exactly are like Rick and Morty is definitely <laughs> a show geared toward eight-year-olds. No, but yeah, even, even like shows that are like more like superhero shows. Like I thought, I thought Young Justice was a really good yeah. show. Yeah. Oh, like, really, really. really I loved it, and I I would have bought the toys if they appeared here, but they didn't in my little town. 
I didn't know but they yeah. even had toys. They, they did. Oh, yeah. and yeah. They, they barely marketed them or sold them, which yeah. is was it one like, of the, I mean... Was it like one of those that ones was their that bullshit buy reason comic for book why shops? Like, I, I mean, know. there's a lot of toys that there's a lot of toys at my local comic shop that you don't find at, at uh, Target or whatever. Sure enough, comic shops, kids. Like, I, I wish I, if I had a local comic shop, I'd love to, but I do not. <laughs> like, I, I open still a comic kinda, shop. I'm still kind of mad at Cartoon Network because they don't know how to advertise their their toys. Like, <sighs> like I, like how I never knew that there was like Adventure Time toys or fi- there's actually like small plushies of uh of regular show characters. I might might want to get one of those, but I never knew that. Yeah, oh, I've, I've seen the plushies around, but I've never seen like speaking of regular show, I I just remembered there was there's a couple of episodes that actually mention laserdisc and stuff like that. There's like these format wars. <laughs> you have to see them because they're absolutely brought it all the way back around. Yeah, because they're absolutely hilarious because it's like mm-hmm. uh they basically have to be the guardians of, of the old format versus the new format. And there's like, <laughs> there's like this huge war between, uh, to digital media and, 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 uh, VHS and, and DVDs and stuff like that. It's, it's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> the thing, like, just to sort of draw back to the, to the whole advertising, the toys thing, the, the thing I wonder about, cause let's face it for, for a lot of us, when we were growing up with G1, it was like, they made a toy commercial. Yeah. And I think maybe what's going on now is a lot of people have come to realize that and don't want to have their shows portrayed as just one big giant toy commercial. Totally. Especially when, when you know, we have shows that are writing so well now that, you know, they can be considered for Emmys or they're like really critically acclaimed, like stuff like Avatar or, uh, um, it's, you know, it's it, it, it's sort of a, a change, for, maybe for the better, but at the same time, I think it would be nice too to have that little bit of <laughs> just to maybe you know line their pockets a bit, maybe. You know, you know, though I I kind of take exception to that because like I'm thinking I think about like shows from the '90s that were just 20 minute toy commercials. The you know one the one that comes to mind is Exo Squad. Oh, absolutely. Uh, was like literally designed to be a toy commercial, yeah. but it was like I, so well written. I got a few of those toys. <laughs> well, like I mean, Batman, the '90s animated series, oh, had toys. Oh, I had tons of those toys, and they were like that was a great show. Like Aldini is such an amazing writer. Yeah, and, but the neat thing but about I, those is that they had like the whole like Batman in flame gear or Batman in ice cold gear, and they never showed, and they weren't in the show. They no. just... actually hated those toys because I'm like I yeah. just want Batman. I just want Batman. I don't want those ever crap. I just want Robin. Like what the fuck is this shit? Like, like I... give me like a normal ass Batmobile, please. <laughs> oh, when Batman Brave and the Bold uh, came to an end, they actually did an episode where like um, I think Batmite was like he he wanted a new reboot and he wanted back to the old gritty one like that. So he did everything to make the Batman show jump the shark. Like literally pulled all the stuff. <laughs> so like he he gave like he used his powers to give Batman a family. Uh, they changed the uh, the voice of of Aquaman to um oh I forget what his name was but he's like he's been in more shows that like have gone who've been canceled after he was brought in like after a certain number of seasons. Uh, they <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, 
and, put it and on. did he try to change this show to be on at eight o'clock on Friday night on Fox? <laughs> oh. oh, and they also Firefly burn. <laughs> and they also did the uh, like uh, introduce specialized gear for so they can obviously make new toys. And he was like li- like loose loose uh, skateboarding down a hill in in like flame in a flame designed uh, bat suit. So there's something I, I want to bring up because like you were you were pointing out like how you guys are like G1ers and like that I didn't grow up with G1. Beast Wars was my Transformer series. I mean, I'm a little younger than you guys. And well, like um, that show definitely was not just a toy commercial, which was really no. cool about Beast Wars. No. And I, I I wonder like how like, because I remember like Transformers, the whole tra- point of the Transformers movie was to kill off the cast and like bring <laughs> new toys in. Yep. So like yeah. Beast Wars had a consistent cast for like most of it, at well, least the core cast. And I guess the trans what the transmetal thing was all about was trying to like sell new toys that way. But I think it was pretty cool that they had integrity, like the guys making the yeah. show that they like. They're like, we want to have like this core story that actually is good. Yeah, and, <laughs> and actually, I mean, I feel like, I mean, I mean, Star Wars is all about merchandising. Like, I think you can, <laughs> you can definitely have both. You can have really good writing, absolutely, and still yeah. have and still have really good merchandising. I mean, oh, and yeah. I, I, I also, I've never watched a non Beast Wars Transformers thing except for I saw the first two uh, Michael Bay movies. Um, the, uh, the first one I liked. The second one, uh, I was kind of meh on, and then I didn't watch anymore. Which one? Well, I did, did like the Michael out? Bay Ninja Turtles. So, well, mm. I do kind of want to see the new one because, from what I've heard, Bebop and Rocksteady are just absolutely amazing in the new one. I do want to see the new one too. I I, I thought Michael Bay's first Trans Turtles movie was like, eh, it's all right, but uh, I want to go to the second one a lot. I would say. Did, did, I would they, say that they, they, they answered um, a lot of critiques. I want to say. Yeah. I, I would say. I would say that the, the if you didn't like the first one, you won't like the second one. Well, um, but if you were okay on the first one, then you'll be able to enjoy. Like the second one's better than the first one, but not by like leaps and bounds. Well, I know uh, the only problem I had was with the first one was just the design. Like I haven't seen it, so I can't really say if I like the movie or not. But I mean, I understand like at some point they were probably trying to do a new direction and yeah there's turtles is one of those things that they've done many you know iterations and stuff like that but they but the design that they chose for the first movie was just so alien you know like so far removed from anything did you see those edits someone did where they changed the noses to look more like the cartoon it looked like a hundred times better yeah and i i feel bad because like I don't know what made that who made that decision. If they had probably talked with like like more than just one focus group, they probably would have figured that out. And I bet you that it would have done a lot better if they had I think just... if they had talked with a focus group that actually knew Ninja Turtles really well, they probably would have had a lot more success with that design. Yeah, like and I mean like I know at a certain point, you know, they can't go back and edited the the CGI or something, but you'd think at some point they would have shown these like concepts before they started you know going to a point where they can't change the design yeah i mean i and i take that point i just i kind of ninja turtles to me it's 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 just like it's actually just like ghostbusters which i also really enjoyed the the recent ghostbusters yeah me too i want to see it i've not checked it out yet yeah it's fun the ghostbusters movie was better than than the first ninja turtles movie um i I, probably that's that's pretty (laughs) i mean 
it's you know we're we're kind of comparing uh, uh, apples, apples to and like, oranges. Um, apples to McDonald's hamburgers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like like uh like the you know so it's not really, but um it's, it's it's not the same but uh, like I don't hold Ghostbusters sacred um the way that I do or 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 uh or Ninja Turtles or you know I mean Transformers like I don't even care I didn't even care enough to to watch the the all the movies but like yeah. um so so like I was able to enjoy the Ninja Turtles movies I was able to enjoy the Ghostbusters movie I mean, well, I mean the Ghostbusters movie was really good but um uh as opposed to, I just saw Star Trek Beyond, um, which I was very disappointed with. Uh, I've heard probably mixed reviews Probably because I hold Star Trek to a higher... Um, I, I, I think it's just because I want Star Trek to be Star Trek. Yeah. Um, and it's probably the same... I mean, it's probably... It's the same type of critique you guys had for had for the, the, the Ninja Turtle designs looking not like the way that you want it to be. Like, it's not necessarily, yeah. like, objectively worse one way or the other, mm. except for it is... <laughs> <laughs> for for yeah. me, I hadn't I hadn't seen the the new the first new Ninja Turtle movie. Um, just because after everything that had happened with Transformers with Michael Bay, I was a bit yeah. concerned about him touching upon another sort of property that I had grown up with. Um, when I saw the trailers for the second one, I was like, okay, maybe he's taking a step in the right direction. So that's making me want to sort of go back and watch the first one. Uh, yeah. because I'll want to see the second one just because everything that they've got managed to fit into it, I'm like, oh my god, they've managed to put all this stuff in it from before. Maybe he's actually going to do some dust justice with it, so maybe my maybe my concerns earlier were a bit unfounded. And if that's the case, then, hey, I'm sorry, Michael Bay, I didn't give you money in the theater. You kind of burned me on the second and third Transformers movie. <laughs> I yeah. actually liked the first one. Loved the yeah. score the first one. Like absolutely adored the music on the first one. Uh, I think we should talk about the Transformers Robo, movies a bit. Yeah, giving me Robo Balls in the second one. Not my cup of tea, really. Well, see, the first one, like for me, I when I first saw it in theaters, I loved it, and I I was like walking around. When I was walking around, I would imagine the cars transforming because I thought the animation for transforming was really cool. Like all that was was awesome. But when I re- go back and look at it, there was a lot of that those hidden like those things that are like prototypes for the the shit they did in two, like Bumblebee peeing on like that guy's head, yeah. um, uh, the 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 pointless hacker storyline that had nothing to do with the rest of the plot, like that that didn't they could take out that whole thing and the movie would be a much better movie and like focus more on the Transformers, but two and three definitely like did a lot worse like one is still like kind of enjoyable but yeah 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 Yeah, i mean well it's like if one had had been the foundation of a of like the foundation of a franchise that got better and better and better then probably people would have better opinions of it uh because i think it i think it was like solid like i i it didn't change my life i mean i did leave the theater and i saw a big truck and thought it was going to transform like you said (laughs) <laughs> um, it, was dark. it was dark and it was a big truck, you know. Um, I mean, so so that was definitely like, especially the first time I saw it, like it had some impact. Um, the the second movie, I don't remember at all, except for that <laughs> there were like I remember something was like big and spinning. I think did that happen in the second movie? I don't know. Uh, with <laughs> Devastator, I think so. 
Yes, yes, that was yeah. the thing. Because I don't know what Devastator, Devastator is, but that's what people <laughs> are saying is Devastator. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, like. I... Go ahead. Okay, I was gonna say one one thing I I liked about the first movie was that it did it did have the in disguise part, like the yeah. the, the the Transformers were slowly revealed, and uh, for the for the eyes of a guy, of a human, which I mean you could make the the criticism that there was too much human stuff, but I think the first movie kind of had to have that because like the whole disguise thing was interesting where it's like, oh shit, like he's discovering these robot invasion. Like, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I really liked, and I really liked the scene where he's like hide and they're like, and they're all, they all just turn into trucks in his backyard. Like that's, like that's, <laughs> that was good. Oh, I, uh, a friend and I have talked about the movie before and I love how he points out that, you know, if it wasn't for Megatron, the Decepticons might've taken over the earth. Cause you know, for all you know, yeah. for like the first movie makes it seem like they've been on the earth for like like hundreds and hundreds of years or something or like decades. No one knew about them. They were hiding it pretty well. You know, like yeah. that one was a police like a police car. No one knew. But then Megatron comes in and he just kind of blows the lid off of everything, and now everything's mm-hmm. gone to crap. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, well, that it's, makes it's, it's it's greed. It's hubris. It's yes. like it's Greek tragedy or whatever. Yeah, but see, and that's what's one interesting thing is that it always it kind of interfered the the normal trope of Transformers, where it was Starscream that was doing the the patience and doing well leading it, and it was Megatron who who made an ambitious grab for power and stuff. <laughs> oh, oh, I will take your word for that because I am not an expert in that field. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully by the end of this, you know, I listen to it's funny because I listen to a lot of. Uh, podcasts that either you know that analyze things or or do things like uh i i think of them as uh people who read wikipedia and then do a podcast about it um and it and i always kind of judge the people on there that don't really know like don't have like the background of knowledge like i'll listen to a comic book podcast and people won't know you know they won't know who tim drake is or something or i'll or i'll listen to it i listen to a star wars podcast and people don't know who garindan is you know Uh, but but i don't know who I mean, I barely know who Starscream is. <laughs> Only because... I, I'm not. I'm not super knowledgeable in Transformers either. I know a bit, but by the way, Tim Drake, best Robin. Just want to throw that <laughs> I, out there. Yeah, that is the correct yeah. answer. That is the correct yeah. answer. <laughs> but uh, actually, though, I did want to point out, like you said, this that the Beast Wars was like your first Transformers series, and right. yeah. in actuality, it kind of is mine because I actually got to see it like from start to finish. Like I actually got to see it serialized. Like, totally. even though I grew up in the 80s, like, I didn't get to see much of the original series, but because my dad, like I said, was an audio- audiophile and such like that, but he also owned a video store, I used to watch the old uh, G1 VHS tapes. VHS tapes, thanks to... Yeah, I had a bunch uh, of those. Yeah, thanks to FHE, uh, Family Home Entertainment. Exactly. <laughs> Distributors. Uh, but... Yeah, and like I, I nearly wore out the ones with the Dinobots because that was my favorite because you know, <laughs> robot dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, man. Which one did I have? I had Fire in the Sky, and then the one with the um, God, the the space bridge. I cannot remember the name of the episode, but I had the one with this the space bridge I was introduced. That one. Yeah. Yeah. And. I don't know how or why, but I definitely recall seeing the first move, the the animated movie, in a theater, 
And yeah. I don't know if it was because it was like some kind of like special kids showing where they were rerunning like animated uh, cartoons on the weekend, or it was when it just like during the time it first came out. But it, I don't think it could have been when it first came out because that was like '81, and I was born in '81. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Was it anyone the movie came I'm out? I'm pretty sure it was. I thought it was. I could have sworn well, it was. We do have the internet. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, we well, let us down once already. Not not telling us the MSRP of an Optimus Primal. <laughs> yeah, I was I was trying. I that the Sears catalog gallery did not work out. Um, Transformers, uh, movie. Yeah, because I think 30th anniversary is coming up on it. Yeah. Oh. Because I think they're going to release it on Blu-ray. 1986. Ooh. Yeah, it okay. was 86. So I might have actually saw it when it came out, though. I did the movie have the end of it have say have it say Optimus Prime will return? Because if it was if no. it said that, then it was a later showing. <laughs> no, actually, and but that see that's the other thing was like it was I saw it at such an early age that I didn't realize like that they were they were killing off a lot of the characters. Yeah. Like, like I mean, oh, I they saw... just got hurt really bad. Yeah, like I I, didn't I did really... that as a kid a lot. I I didn't yeah. like people dying, so I would like just blank it out. <laughs> and uh, and the people... I feel like I can't remember that many. I mean, I remember Obi Wan Kenobi dying in Star Wars, and I remember uh, Mufasa dying in The Lion King. But I can't think like I feel like most of the most of the like shows and stuff there weren't deaths. Yeah, it's true. There wasn't. I, I well, and the whole thing is that. Like the GI Joe movie came out later, and Duke got in a coma because yeah. they couldn't, they didn't want to do a repeat because everyone got a lot of the kids got really upset when they oh. went and saw their favorite Transformers get murdered brutally. Yeah, the, the was rumor brutal. was that there was a kid that locked himself in his bedroom for two weeks because Optimus Prime was killed in the movie. Like that's been talked by producers and whatnot of the movie, mm. saying that they got mail about that sort of thing. I don't know if it's actually happened, but there's been a lot of talk that it did, and I think that sort of lent itself to what happened with the GI Joe movie. In retrospect, I find like Ironhide and like, um, what was it, Ratchet, like them dying way more tragic because they don't get brought yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, like like in in retrospect, there's a lot of crazy stuff that you know realized, and like. And like for me at the time, like uh, Hot Rod and Cup were like the best best guys like in the movie, and I you know besides the Dinobots because as I said I love the Dinobots. Yeah, totally. Uh, but but then you know like I look at the back and then, and I think like oh man all this crap that had to happen for for this that for them to like get the spotlight was kind of ugh. And totally. I, and I love how people are like well that that makes no sense that Optimus Prime died because. Look what happened to Ultra Magnus on Junk Control. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've heard people say the, the the right after Stars. I've heard people say like that movie is the best movie right up until Starship's Coronation, and then the rest of the movie is a completely different movie, and it's pretty much true. Like right yeah. after that, it's a totally different movie. I personally love the whole package, but I could see people like not liking the Hot Rod stuff. I I like the movie. I can see where people would say that it did change right after that coronation. Um, simply along the lines that it turns more so to these new characters than any of the old ones. Like yeah, like I I completely agree with that. I still think the movie overall was was really good. Um, God, if 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 you could have had a voice cast like that now, 
with the storytelling, <laughs> it would have, oh my God, it would have blown my mind. Yeah. Um, it's just crazy when you look at all the actors that they had for it back then. Well, I'm seeing right now on Google the, like, Leonard Nimoy, Orson Welles, like, yeah. yeah. That was Orson Welles' last role before he died. Great job. <laughs> and he didn't get to finish I it, too. I doubt he'll be known, I doubt he'll be remembered specifically for that. I think he's probably done yeah. some, uh, I think he yeah, did true enough. a little bit earlier than that. <laughs> I I still love uh the wonderful like this is totally a tangent, but uh Maurice Will March and his Orson Welles impersonation is always like one of the best and he's done it so many there that it's actually became <laughs> a running joke on other shows that yeah. he's worked on. Like he, he did for he did for the critic and like, you know, like he d- was the ghost of Orson Welles and he's like He's like, and I too have moved on with Mrs. Fields better. And he's like, mm, they're even better raw. And like, but the thing is, is that he did it so well that they got him to do that, just basically do that voice for Brain from uh, Pinky and the Brain. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and they just mm-hmm. and they loved it. like it was his way of warming up was like doing that. So they, and this is absolutely hilarious now, but not. I don't know how kids would recognize this, but there's an episode. Uh, I think it might have been when they were still part of Animaniacs, or it might have been just a separate when the Pinky and Brain got spin off. But there's an episode where Pinky and the Brain go to warn the warn a lot to do voiceover recording work. Like they do, a, like <laughs> like let's let's pretend I remember that, that episode. Let's pretend that they're actors and they're doing their parts. And he does that like one Orson Welles bit where like he has he's trying to do voiceover commercials and he's just getting mad and like belligerent about how stupid it is <laughs> and it's actually word for word that like lost tape or something like that and I can't remember yeah. what it is but I like love anime X yeah it's like how many people would guess that that's all of him just doing that Orson Welles bit yeah well if you, mm. if you watch Animaniacs I think it's got a lot of uh sort of meta in yeah. uh tons jokes. Um, and even if you don't like, and, and like even if you don't like get that like specific, exact reference, like it's still, you know, yeah. I'm still I'm sure it's still entertaining. Yeah, I think Animaniacs was really good at pulling off what like Looney Tunes uh, used to do, you know, like looking kid kid kiddish but having a lot of adult jokes. Right. Like yes. for, yeah. for Looney Tunes, Looney that was Tunes because too. they were actually aimed for adults uh, originally. They just kind of were shown to kids a lot. But Animaniacs seemed to just go with that concept, but also made sure that they were for kids, too. And, yeah. and less racist, also. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of Pinky and the Brain's voice actors, I don't know if you guys watched Nostalgia Critic at all. Yeah. Yeah, well, did you see the Purge episode? Where, oh. like, at the end of it, he had he had voice actors for Pinky and the Brain, like, do a bit for him. Uh-huh. Like, the actual voice actors, and it had, like, brain, like, swearing and stuff, but it was just so surreal, because I got someone to animate it, too, and it's like, oh my, oh my god. god, it was just so weird. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna have to look that up now. Yeah, Maurice Lamarch, uh, Maurice Lamarch is one of my favorite voice actors. He's, he's done a lot of stuff, uh, but, and if, it's kind of funny, because, like, he's, he's good, he's, like, friends with various groups, like, he's friends with the Simpsons group, so he's been used on Simpsons quite a few times, and, uh, like, he, but he's also done, like, just so many random things, like, uh, Captain Simeon in the Space Monkeys, like, oh, I remember that show. He did an episode for that, and I think that's just because he was friends with Jeff Glenn Bennett and some of the other voice actors. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, but, 
you know, he also did a bunch of stuff for uh, uh, the Steven, Steven Spielberg car- cartoons, you know, Pinky and the Brain, and uh, I think he might have done Tiny something Tunes. Tiny Toons. Yeah. I think he might have, maybe he was on Freakazoid too. Yeah, you know what, I think, oh, no, no, I'm thinking of Bennett again, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he was on uh, Yeah, he must have done something on there. Yeah. That's something else we'll touch on with, with episodes, I think, going, like, I'd like to maybe, uh, for for the folks that might be listening, we'll be touching on some of the voice cast as well in in future episodes, like uh, Gary Chalk, Scott McNeil, and uh, others. Scott McNeil, like, when I was looking at his biography of work, it's like, holy crap. It's I crazy. And I, I got to meet him at a con, and it was really fun. I think he refers to himself bit. as a polyphonic prostitute, if I remember correctly. <laughs> He's an interesting well, guy, really friendly. Yeah. Well, I th- I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think actually the digital moncast was talking about that too. Is like voice acting doesn't pay very well, so no. so you gotta do a lot of voice work to just if if it's part if it's basically your li- livelihood, you have to do a lot. So your voice is used in a lot of various things, which is why yeah. for when like anime was just becoming mainstream there a lot of the voices were just basically a small group of people like yeah fizz had a small group in canada and and uh eventually adv off in texas had another small group and you know that's why there's just and even still today that there's kind of just a very small group of people that they use for every anime ever and totally in video games too, like Troy Baker's and everything, like <laughs> and and like Stephen Bloom is in for both games and anime. Yeah. I love yeah, I love yeah, both like, those voice actors. I love them, but like they're in everything. <laughs> I still love how uh, Bloom is uh, just general stormtroopers in the in the latest uh, Star Wars cartoon, Star Wars Rebels. Awesome. <laughs> right, because he's done more star more stormtrooper voices in uh, video games than any other. <laughs> Oh my god! I, I did not realize that. I read I read an interview with him. So I read an interview with with uh, Stephen Bloom in Star Wars Insider when I when I was reading Star Wars Insider. It was like right before Rebels came out, and they were asking him questions about Star Wars, and he just pretty clearly like didn't really know anything about Star Wars. He was like, usually I don't watch the shows that I do voice acting for, but this because that'd be ridiculous amount. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and he said he, they asked him his favorite moment in in Star Wars and he was like uh, a new hope <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie I think I think he did he did actually say like the 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 Death Star trench run in a new hope but it was like a very that's a very like he just was answering the questions like very general like I'm not a you know it wasn't like you know when when I read the, a similar interview with uh, Sam, Sam Witwer is that who I'm thinking of. Yeah, uh, but the guy he was who, like, who voiced Maul. Right, right, yeah, and, and he's done other stuff too. But he yeah. was like, his favorite scene in, well, I think it was in specifically in the prequels, is the opera scene in Revenge of the Sith. And it was like, that is a specific answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, less specific, like, that is that is less less generic than the time they blew up the Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I do really, I, I love Steve, like, and, and I mean, Steve Bloom, uh, you know, the first time I heard his voice was Tom on Toonami, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, which I think Beast Wars was on Toonami at some point, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, it was. was. It yeah. replaced Johnny Quest for a week. Yeah, that was like one of the ads that was on yeah. that yeah. ad compilation. 
Uh, and Rat Trap shoots Johnny Quest. He deserved it. That's yeah, the did. first conscious knowing that Steven Bloom was Cowboy Bebop for me. But... Yeah, I think yeah. that was when I actually finally put the the name to the voice. Funnily I... enough, Scott McNeil, who, as we'll learn, voiced like four separate characters on Beast Wars, also mm-hmm. voiced Wolverine in Wolverine yep. uh, X Men Evolution. I love Steve, that Wolverine. And He's Steve really good. Bloom voiced Wolverine in Wolverine Everything. and the X Men. Yeah, huh. and now he pretty, he's pretty much the go-to guy for Wolverine now in mm. animation. Which, so, like, like I remember before and Wolverine and the X-Men yeah. came out, I was like, they need that. This guy Steve Bloom needs to be Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, and of course he was in Wolverine and the X-Men, and, it, and which was awesome, and got canceled after a season because <laughs> it's lame. This is tangentially related in some ways because we talked about toys, we talked about voice actors, we talked about actors that should do things. When I was a kid and I played with my X-Men toys, I didn't have a Professor X, but I had a June Lick Picard toy. <laughs> I used a John really? Picard toy as like as like the Xavier toy. Did so you when put that him movie, well, we put him on like a a, a a something that's rectangular and like let him sit there and be like that's his floaty chair. And then and then when the movie came out, I was like called it. <laughs> <laughs> another you know another perfect casting. Totally. Okay. I just thought it was so funny that I, mean, I like actually used a Patrick Stewart toy to play as Xavier when I was a kid. I mean, I mean, he was like <laughs> retconned to be British now because of Patrick Stewart. Like, yeah. he was never yeah. British or Patrick Stewart. Which you know, totally. Well, they ret- had, they like, retconned a bunch of other characters. I was gonna say they retconned um, uh, Nick Fury very well. I think they 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 met. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think they did a good job doing that. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. In the in the uh, actual Marvel Comics universe, retconning him to be a a black guy was that was a little more um didn't make a lot of sense that story. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, he's he's Nick Fury's son who is also yeah, Nick. He's Nick Fury. Yeah, he's Nick Fury's yeah. illegitimate son, and then they made it so that Nick Fury like killed the Watcher and was actually really old. Is that what and the original I think sin he's was? Dead. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Don't don't read it. I. I wasn't I wasn't gonna, but thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's like, it's, I like comics, but it gets it's so convoluted now. Like the Ultimate yeah. Universe and like the regular one like combined now, and I like that Miles is in the like Miles Morales. Yeah. The new Spider-Man is in the and new, that's, and that's the the universe now. That's cool. From the, that's the only thing that's left from the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, I don't like Miles that. Morales either. gave him a. Gave the guy that was combining the universes a hamburger. Oh, yeah. Molecule Man. Yeah. Speaking of like, like Wolverine, I thought Jimmy Hudson Jr. was pretty cool character. That this I guess is just gone now, but yeah. Oh well. I'm pretty sure he's pretty much gone. Who's that? It's um that that's Logan's son in the Ultimate Universe. Oh, in the Ultimate yeah. Universe. Yeah. He has a son in the in the regular one that's like Dakin or uh, something oh, like that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Dakin. I think it's Dakin. But I like Jimmy Hudson more because he was a good guy for one thing. No one has ever pronounced pronounced that character's name out loud because no one has ever talked about that character. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) snap. Yeah, Jimmy Hudson and X-23 are the better Wolverine kids. Yeah. Yeah. Could could be. I I never read I never read a lot of uh, Ultimate stuff. I read a little bit of Ultimate Spider-Man, but uh, yeah. Uh, Good to know you guys read comics. 
I can think <laughs> the only good thing that came out around during that decan was that epic fight between uh, Deadpool and uh, Hawk. Well, Bullseye as Hawkeye. That was a yeah. gr- that was a great series yeah. of comics. That was a good one. Sounds cool. <laughs> that was during during Dark Reign. Yeah, yeah. Dark Avengers. <laughs> yeah. I read well, some of that. Yeah, that's that's kind of about when I start drop dropping off, and I was like, I, you know what, I'm tired of the Earth stuff, and then I, uh, you know what, Guardians of the Galaxy was good. Let me just focus on that. Yeah. <laughs> and like you know Avenid stuff so like War of Kings I think came out but I didn't get to read much of it but they brought Darkhawk back and I'm like oh hey he, I remember that guy back in the 90s and yeah they brought Dark him back Hawk. and then they sort of screwed the pooch on the yeah I'm bringing him back and yeah that's but, too bad which is weird because he's in Disney Xfinity he has yeah. a he has a they have a thing for him there uh, but so like now I'm kind of at the point where I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to just stop reading certain like serials and events in comics and just kind of keep an eye on things that I just like because of certain things. So like anything that Avnit's been writing, I'll keep an eye out for or or you know, like like you guys said like the that Avengers run with uh, the new Miss Marvel and Miles Morales, Spider-Man and, and Nova. The park, the park I'm really around. excited for that because yeah. I, I like Miss Marvel a lot too. The new Miss Marvel, she's really cool. Yeah, I like uh, Teen Heroes. It's just me. <laughs> the first, the first arc or so was really good. I kind of, um, I don't care about Marvel in space, and so when they, as soon as they left, as soon as they left Earth, I, I dropped the book. Well, see, I that's the kind of thing. Like, I, it's, uh, it's one of the weird things is that. I kind of like, I've been kind of following, like, I used to follow X-Men so, so fanatically. And That's that what I started on, too. But it got so, so crazy so quick. And yeah. and so, like, I just got tired of this. And, and, and then it just kind of struck me, it's like, everything happens on the East Coast and, like, New York. Like, that's kind of weird and kind of bad. And then I started, like, <laughs> you know, finding, like, you know, the Great Lakes Avengers and stuff like that. And... And the runaways, <laughs> and the runaways series that was actually on South, like on in Southern California, I'm like these are actually kind of cool, interesting stories. And part of it is that they kind of like make note that the, all the all the heroes on are on the East Coast. Like there's a part okay. in uh, the runaways where they're like, haha, since all the heroes are on the East Coast, so we can do whatever we want here, and no one's gonna stop us. And yeah, yeah that's like the whole that's the whole premise is that the runaways. Their parents were the, yeah. were the crime people on the West Coast, yeah. And, and that was the point of the 50 State Initiative, which was the initiative was yeah. another good, uh, good comic run. Um, and the Great Lakes Avengers. My my fu- fun fact about Great Lakes Avengers: it's it's a pro it's pro bulimia. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> because Big Ber- Big Bertha, the hero, and they even like they 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 like make there's like a squirrel that's walking around during the book that's like you can't say that and you know the, but so it's a, it's a joke but uh but Big Bertha the character is her ability her like superpower ability is to like increase her mass. I thought yeah. she just. But could... the only way she can oh. decrease her mass is by purging. See, oh I, Jesus! I thought it. Uh, I thought they actually did change that too. That she actually just has complete utter control over her body mass. It, like it may be. It may be that for now. But yeah. in my head canon and in the four-part <laughs> Dan Slot Great Lakes Avengers series, of course, it was Dan Slot. <laughs> that, yeah. is, that is what happened. 
And, uh, yeah, Dan Slott's, anything that Dan Slott writes is, is the most canon. Once Dan <laughs> Slott's done with Spider-Man, instead of One More Day, it's One More Purge. <laughs> <laughs> but, Purge uh, that timeline. <laughs> but, yeah, I just kind of like how uh, the... So sometimes, like the other series, just got actually got away from everything that was going on in New York. Sometimes it was just actually a breath of fresh air, I guess. And I did like, uh, for the longest time, uh, in the 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 first Guardians of the Galaxy run that was written by Abnett. So I think that's what they they kind of call it, Volume Five of the series or something. I can't remember specifically. The one that, the one that, that was it. The one that the movie was loosely based on yeah the one that the movie was yeah. loosely based on basically with uh peter quill and and rocket and and groot and uh gamora like when that that when they first started there which basically they started as like a suicide squad group uh yeah. but at some point they picked up uh jack flag like an old british uh marvel superhero which another interesting thing i liked i always liked excalibur and the mi uh what was it? The what was the mutant? Mi thirteen. Oh. I think maybe. Yeah. I want to read Excalibur because I love Nightcrawler and yeah. he's a big guy in that. So, yeah. And Cannonball's cool too. I like his yeah. power a lot. I think it's interesting. But um, like he he was like kind of like stuck in the negative zone for some reason, and they brought in like he kind of, they kind of helped him and got him out and 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 like his catchphrase was like for the longest time was like i hate this cosmic stuff like cuz he he was used to just the whole you know uh earth and all the stuff happening on earth and all this stuff was like all and he's like i just and like but the thing was is like he uh it was the jack flag that had like uh, a spinal injury so he was in a wheelchair for the first couple of issues but then after like they got his help and stuff like that he was up and walking he's like i noticed you're walking around he's like yeah well not all cosmic stuff is bad <laughs> and but mm. I still want to know what happened to him after the after Abnett's uh, original run. They like uh, they spent a lot of time like they haven't really said what happened, or I think they did just recently said what happened to the Richard Ryder Nova. Because uh, well, there he's coming back. Yeah, but they haven't said what happened to some of the other people that was involved in that, like Adam Strange, uh, Adam Strange, and and uh, uh, and Jack Flag. And I still think that he's just somewhere on some broke on like some just asteroid that's just like maybe like cursing uh, all the cosmic stuff. Yeah, just again. just sitting there with his head, <laughs> head in his hands is like I hate cosmic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say I've been reading X Men uh, the last couple of years since uh, since Bendis took over Uncanny and All New X Men, and. Uh, it is convoluted, and it's you know not your father's X Men, but it's not nearly as convoluted as like the Chris Claremont stuff. Um, oh God! And, uh, and everyone also, touts Chris Claremont stuff as like the best X Men, so that's interesting. Like it's it's the best X Men, but it's but the be- but it's also very very like there is it is all middle. Like you you read it and you feel like. You feel like you don't remember, like you had. To, there's no starting place. Yeah. I mean, or gotcha. Maybe but I don't know where it is. They're I never, I never actually read it myself. Just heard of that. It's. I mean, and it's just. And I mean, it is. It is a good. It is good. It's just, uh, for the modern comics readers, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to get through. First of all, because it's like 70s, 80s writing, so it's blocks of text, lots of it unnecessary, 
I hate that. It, yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like all middle. There's no really, there's no really beginning or end of any of the stories. Um, and some people really like that. I mean, I mean well, that's. In a way, this is kind of why it's a good thing that we have Wikipedia and stuff now. So if people really want to delve into that, they can just like, well, what happened before? And there's going to probably be a Wikipedia article about the arc that came before. Yeah, yeah. comics are already really soap opery, and the whole idea that it's a whole middle feeling, that's very soap opera feely. Yeah, yeah. Which which I think um, it's it's funny because like it used to – like. A lot of comics from that era were more single stories, but I feel like hmm. the Claremont X-Men era was just very, yeah, very middly. And it, and as, as opposed to now, where everybody writes for the trades, so stories are exactly yeah. six issues long, no more, no more, no less. Um, yeah. Which uh, is actually kind of nice because you can pick up, especially the way that Marvel with Marvel renumbering every year, basically. <laughs> uh, you can, yeah. I mean, if it's an issue, if it says issue one. I mean, as long as you're okay with not knowing absolutely everything about everything, you can probably pick it up and, and follow along and enjoy it for what it is. Oh, definitely, yeah. I'm trying to think of how many uh, issue ones of Deadpool I have now. <laughs> uh, what? Why? Well, I, I, it's one of the it's it's like the other comic that I've actually been kind of like uh-huh. following for a while. So I don't have the I don't have the first. Uh, like the what is it the circle chase that he was that he got it that was his first like limited series by himself, but I definitely got like a couple of, a couple of his issues like I followed through when he did the Weapon X thing, which I actually kind of th- was neat because of what like that that was the one where it, it, it he had more interactions with Blind Al and and some of the other things and the and you actually like learned about the. What is it? Depart- was it Department K? Oh, that sounds familiar. Well, basically, <laughs> some of the stuff that they took uh, put in the movie was from from the uh, his run run in with uh, the we- Weapon X group and uh, backstory that they told that I actually kind of liked. I think that was Department H. Department H. Yeah. yeah Department H. Yeah. I guess my my thing my experience with Deadpool. Um, has been uh, that he's got like five series going on at, yeah. at any given time. Well, he became and... a new Wolverine, so. <laughs> yeah, although way, uh, but like way worse. Yeah. I feel like it's I... and also also I mean I think Wolverine's a better character than Deadpool because mm-hmm. I can only stand like when Deadpool. So... I, I was reading Thunderbolts when Deadpool was in Thunderbolts, and that was <laughs> that was about right. Uh, like. I could read I could read about a quarter of an issue worth of Deadpool, and 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 that was enough for me. You know, you still get the jokes. You know, the jokes are fun and the stuff. But yeah. and also also I think he sort of, um, because like it, I read a little bit of the Cable and Deadpool run. Oh, that was um, actually kind of go- good. And yeah, yeah, and and he's like his character kind of had some depth, but it yeah. seems like most of the stuff since, sort of since then, like they they got the. Because because what people liked about the Cable and Deadpool run is that he was wacky and zany, and then they sort of spun that out, and he was just kind of, you know, crazy out there from from, from then on from there on. Yeah. Well, what I'm I imagine with Cable and Deadpool, Cable was like the straight man to Deadpool's yeah. like wacky dude. The odd couple. Yeah, I feel yeah, like exactly that's how it was. I think. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I didn't read enough of it. I think a lot of it, like. 
like I remember reading um actually the Great Lakes Avengers yeah the, uh, it, in the uh, the um the Civil War tie-in for Cable and Deadpool <laughs> he he decides he's going to he decides he's going to register and then he decides to so and he thinks that the job that he should do that what he should do is kill is kill all the non-registered heroes and so he goes to kill the the Great Lakes Avengers guy that's an immortal and he like tries to kill him like five <laughs> also also Great Lakes Avengers um not a good anti-suicide message since you have the the immortal that <laughs> wants to kill himself um yeah also from that from that Dan Slot series highly rec- comes highly recommended it is yeah. very entertaining I actually um, I also remember that Deadpool went on a date with Big Bertha in that in that uh, slew of issues, I think. I Did remember you? hearing about that. Yeah, yeah and, and so. but the funny thing was is that he only liked her when she was like at like you know full weight capacity, uh. <laughs> and she had this whole thing where it's like, uh, you know, this is just from the other extreme that I'm not used to, like, because she's a when she's thin, she's a model and stuff like people, and people yeah. uh, fawn over her there, but now he's fawning over her there, and she's like, you're just fawning over the body type, not not me. Yeah. I love this character I've never seen Big Bertha before. <laughs> Anyways, guys, I think um, we've touched on quite a bit. We've gone on a few tangents. Um, yeah. I think right now, at this point, I think folks will be getting a good idea as to how things will be going. Hopefully, we'll we'll try and keep the format a little less tangent. Uh, inducing with right. the future when we episodes, actually of have course. Something to talk about. Yeah. Exactly. When we have a little bit of structure. Um, but I think uh, folks will get a good idea as to what we're all about. Uh, hopefully, they'll want to listen. Yeah, uh, there'll definitely be more Beast Wars next time, not not so much laser discs <laughs> and comic books. <laughs> we, we won't make any guarantees on that. Well, I'll, be sure, I'll, be sure to, I'll make sure. I mean, we're going to talk about laser discs. Oh, I gosh, think that's yeah. relevant. Yeah, that'll be our thing. That'll See, be our Mister Mixic Pidelic. Exactly. Well, that, it, it's like our morphing grid theory. Well, actually, but that makes sense because then we could just say that all our laser discs are gold. There you go. See, we brought it all the way back around again. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Good, good times. But I guess at this point, this is the sort of. I guess this would be where we would see about signing off for the end of an episode. Uh, so this time, folks, I've been Greg. I've been John. I've been Jordan. I've been Kendall. You can follow me at K Holman on Twitter. I rarely tweet. <laughs> uh, does anybody actually? That's something I should have asked before we even did our sign off. Does anybody have anything they want to plug? Uh, I well, I have a a Tumblr that uh, you can view for random stuff, which is like akailv.tumblr.com. But um, I also want to make sure we plug, well, the network we're going to be on, Audio Entropy, yes. as well as uh, some uh, podcasts that kind of spun off from the Flophouse group where they watched uh, a talking cat and oh my God, by, minute by, by minute by minute podcast rewatch film where they talk each minute in detail. It's absolutely hilarious. A friend of mine there, there, and I got to meet some of the people. And then they went on to do the Boy Next Door in a podcast called A Cast Next Door, and I was on that one. And they're currently doing As If now, and that's about wrapping up too. Beautiful. 
Oh, and as if is a clueless rewatch podcast, by the way. Yeah, I remember that. Just like us. <laughs> uh, for me, I, I have a Tumblr and a Twitter, but I don't post a lot. But if you want to check out some of my art, uh, I have dangerchair.tumblr.com. And on Twitter, I'm Jondar726. Okay. And, of course, uh, like all the other Audio Entropy uh, podcasts, uh, we are going to have a presence online. Uh, we're going to have uh, Twitter, of course. It's going to be the War and Beast podcast uh, as well uh, for future episodes. If anybody has any questions, uh, you can email us at warandbeastpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll hopefully get those questions on the air, as as it were, with the podcast, of course. So, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll have some folks who will want to listen in and continue this little journey that we've started. And, uh, we're looking forward to it. So, again, thanks, guys, for being on. Looking forward to talking with all of you about Beast Wars in the coming weeks and months. Yeah, thanks for having yeah. us. Thanks. Maximize. <laughs> Terrorize. I think that works. <laughs> That's just prime. Oh,